take that, take that, take that. I'ma put in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap. But it say don't say that, huh? What I'ma turn down for? Feel like Shaq and nine four. Breaking glass in that black boat. I like Kobe and Toronto, huh? Dropping 81. Yo, I dropped the 88. Ricky Bobby, shake and bake. Sleeping on it, should've stayed awake, huh? Everybody make mistakes like VJs. Run, say my name is Minio. Stay with me, Minio. Okay, great. Two forks high. Risk it all, I take the hate, this the winning team Get the Gatorade, my guy good, but he's not safe, now. They try to shut us down and it ain't gon' slide Only thing I fear is God and he on my side That's the confidence I got, cause he got me That's why I really feel like you Like Kendrick, never be the rapper I got from Hendrix. Top ten alive, you will never be mentioned. Why I aim so high, won't survive the trenches. Plus, you a Christian, Andy. Good evening. Welcome to our show, Into the Deep. Amen. So, if you have, if you was watching the beginning, we are. We have a presentation. We are presenting marriage night. We have a cu two couples all the way from Chicago, all the way from Illinois. So tonight is our marriage night. It's going to be great. But let's get into who, what the show is. Into the Deep is a new talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word to the world so others can understand who they are while uncovering just what they can do in life. In the end, fulfilling God's divine purpose, we expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders throughout the lives of individuals that this show comes across. I want to invite you into the deep. Amen. So now, as I said, this is, we have marriage night tonight. We have two amazing couples. And they have come together to create unadulterated dialogue. They are Christopher Ratliff, Naomi Ratliff, Arthur Goble, and Megan Coble. Amen. And unadulterated exists to promote fun, healthy, loving, and lasting marriages allowing their transparency and honesty to show that marriage is not easy, but with the right person, the fight is worth it. Allowing God and their life experiences to help and aid the advancement of longevity, the advancement and longevity in marriage. There is no, there is no perfect blueprint, but in their testimony, it can help in any way. Here it is. Your experience is welcome as well. Marriage is a learning process the entire duration. So can you help me welcome Unadulterated Dialogue? <laughs> can you see us? All right. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? All right. Oh, you can't see us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you tonight? What's up, I'm Texas? Good. So, yeah. So it so we've been talking about something like this and I'm glad y'all can be a part of it and as I was reading the the mission statement of unadulterated dialogue I'm like okay this this is going to be perfect this is going to be amazing because what thing I think one thing I know is that God wants us to be have great marriages 
and have marriages in him. So I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say and what y'all going to say. All right. So before we get started with our surface talk, can y'all just introduce yourself? We the Ratliffs. <laughs> we the Cobles. I'm Arthur Coble. Megan Coble. Naomi Ratliff. Chris Ratliff. And, and we together, are. Oh, no, Dialogue. Y'all feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I watched Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it, it got better. How you doing? I'm good. Good, good. All right. So that is the unadulterated dialogue. So now we're going to get into a little surface talk. And surface talk is some current events that's going on in Beaumont. And what we've been talking about is our election, our election that's coming up. So um, there are five people who are running for our at-large positions. And here's the video. When you feel depressed, anxious, or just stuck, a licensed Talkspace therapist is ready to help. There Tonight, all the candidates for our upcoming Beaumont Municipal Elections came together under one roof. Operation One Vote put together a forum so that people could learn more about these candidates. Our focus tonight is the five candidates running for the two at-large seats on the city council. It's a mix of familiar faces, newcomers, and incumbents. Good evening, Southeast Texas. I'm Jordan Williams. Brenda is off tonight. Early voting starts April the 24th, so you still got some time to decide who you'll be supporting. 12 News reporter Cameron Seibert went to that forum tonight and talked with the candidates. Cam? Yeah, Jordan, we have five candidates fighting over two seats for the at-large positions. Tonight was their chance to make their pitch to the citizens of Beaumont. Tonight, Operation One Vote hosted a one-stop shop for Beaumont voters. Representing you. A chance to meet all the candidates. The battle for Beaumont City Council at large has five candidates fighting over two seats. Begita Hernandez-Smith says she has 20 years experience in economic and workforce development. She ran for mayor in 2021 and is focused on the economy. We often experience our young people moving to other cities to be able to get great opportunities. And we need to make sure that at the least we have great opportunities to provide to them here. Michael Cooper is the former leader of the NAACP chapter in Beaumont and a longtime sales manager for Kinsel Toyota. He's focused on infrastructure. We have a uh, water treatment plant and it's below the water level in, in the city of Beaumont. It's on Pine Street. It's the lowest area. Why not move that close to Major Drive and Folsom and tie it into Ellen Bay Canal? Terry Preston Roy has lived in Beaumont for 62 years. He's focused on infrastructure and schools. We have to get the infrastructure straight so we can get our tax base back up. It's going to take the combination of the city and BISD in order to get that straight. It's going to be a long process with that. Councilman Randy Feldshaw took the seat in 2019. Now he's seeking a third term. He's pastored one city church in Beaumont for 17 years. He wants to continue his progress on public works. That you have clean water, to make sure that you have a functioning sewer system, to make sure that your roads are drivable, and make sure that your first responders are supported and resourced. The other incumbent, Councilman A.J. Turner, took the seat in 2021. He was a parole officer with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice for seven years. Turner is out of town for a conference and told us, quote, In my first term, we made tremendous strides and we made some of the largest improvements in the history of Beaumont. But we have so much more work to do. I have worked hard in the city of Beaumont prior to being on the council, and we as a community working together can make this city what it truly deserves to be. Five names battling for two seats. So we focused on the at-large race tonight, but there were also candidates for mayor, other council seats, and multiple positions on the BISD school board at this forum, all of which will be decided in the elections on May 6th. Cameron Seibert, 12 News. Cam all right. All right. You guys, meet Ahmed, our new That is the five individuals running for our at-large positions. 
if you're looking to know more of the candidates running for BISD or mayor or any others, the Channel 12 News have it all up on their website. You can go and learn more about the candidates, know more about who's running and why they're running. And as they said, early voting starts April 24th. Get out and vote. And election day is May 6th. Don't, don't miss your chance to vote. All right, that is our surface talk. Now we're going to get into our icebreakers. Now, because of we have couples with us, it's a little different. We, we, we're going to do something a little different. Um, so normally I'll ask questions to get to know our guests better. But since we have two married couples, uh, this icebreaker is called Marriage Enrichment. Say that again, marriage what? Marriage Enrichment. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so. That was better than what the game played. All right. <laughs> so, so marriage enrichment is about um, commitment, not comparison. Okay. It's it's like, it's, have you heard of this or that? Uh, the church song. <laughs> <laughs> so. So this or that is, um, you, so you get two choices and you pick between the two, right? Okay. But since this is marriage enrichment, I'm going to ask you six questions and you're going to say if it's you or your spouse. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So the first one is, who said I love you first? Probably me. I think, yeah, I think. <laughs> Let me, let me go. <laughs> All right. Now, who picks the movie or television series to watch? All right. I don't know what's on TV. <laughs> who has the highest level of education? Probably me. I think he, yeah. It's probably about even. I yeah, think. I think we even. Yeah. All right. Some kind. And who is the best driver? The best what? Best driver. Oh, you see the shirt? Oh, that'll be yeah. even. You see she's professional. She got CDL. Yeah. She's professional. I'm going to say it's even. I'm going to say it's even. You might be getting cash. You can't just drive the truck now. You got to be the best of the best. Yeah, that, that goes the enrichment part. <laughs> exactly. All right. So go along with that one. Who drives the most when y'all together? Put your hand down. I do. Put your hand down. She drives the most when we together. I drive most at work, though. I do $400 a day. Don't go skip me. I ain't driving the most. What do you do? All right, and last two questions. Who is the better cook? Okay, who cooks the most? <laughs> All right, since since y'all the better cook, what is your favorite dish to cook? Um, definitely soul food. Anything soul food. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I like cooking. Um, I actually like cooking Italian food, but my children don't eat it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, while they're talking about cooking, Soul Sisters Restaurant is coming soon. Really? <laughs> it's going to be called Soul Sisters. That's in the spirit. You yeah, in the spirit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is marriage enrichment. It's not about comparison, but commitment. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, the next icebreaker we have is, so this is the segment we call Hot and High or Cold, oh, right? But since we have married couples, the game is called The Two Become One. Okay. All right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I will ask your spouse a question, and they will answer how you will answer it. Oh, okay. All right. So who wants to go first, the Ratliff or the Gobels? Gobels been very long. 
<laughs> All right. So now, so this is for Arthur. Okay. What adjective best describes your wife on your wedding day? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what adjective? Yes. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, what adjective best describes my wife on our wedding day? You ready? I'm ready. Unemotional. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. I Hold on, I need to ask you to say that. <laughs> Number two, what is your wife's biggest shopping addiction? Biggest shopping addiction? Yes. Uh, well, she's always showing up with uh, with uh, probably jeans. No, 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 shopping addiction. I take that back. For the kids. That's my shopping she, she rarely, like, does for herself. It's always the kids, the kids, the kids. I be trying to tell her to, never, I be trying to tell her to get, the, to get them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it for yourself. All right. And last question for you. Okay. When did you realize your wife was the one? Honestly? Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. I realized she was the one before I even met her. Okay. Uh, we were in the presence of each other several times, never said a word to each other. Uh, and God just, at the right time, he put her in front of me. When my life was together, after he already had a hold on me, uh, then he allowed me to uh, come, come to her and speak to her in a manner that he would see approved. Amen. All right. Megan, your turn. Oh, All right. Okay. So, first question: <laughs> What is your husband' guilty pleasure? <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> All right. I love that one. All right. What's something that will always make your husband laugh? <laughs> Much. Um, he has a tendency to, <laughs> to laugh at um, eye-shaped, um, <laughs> eye-shaped body parts. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and last one. Am I lying? Yes, he said last one. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your husband's hero, mentor, or role model? It is a good question. And I will say um, how he always says his his aunts and his uncles, mm -hmm. um, he said in, in one lifespan, they've all showed him who he didn't want to become and who he did want to become um, because they were always very transparent about the things that they went through and the struggles that they had. So they mm -hmm. were who they showed him kind of both sides, sides of the spectrum. Okay. All right. That is the Cobles. Next, the Ratlifts. All right. So, first up is Naomi. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, your husband has the day off and an empty house. What? How does he spend the day? Watching anything about planes, trains, or automobiles on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Trains, okay. trains, or automobiles. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. Your husband takes your hand and pulls you to the dance floor and says the DJ is playing your song. What is the song? Playing my song? Playing His, song. His song. His song. Um, let me think. It's gonna be. I'm a little old school. It's gonna be. I'm gonna say silk, ebony eyes. Mm. Okay. I've heard him talk I'm about that several times. I'm on post. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't brought that up in a couple lives. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. And the last one. 
What is the weirdest birthday gift you have ever bought your husband? Weirdest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the weirdest? I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say simpler. So I'm gonna say because he loved well back then when I, you know, he used to love Hershey chocolate bars. It's not really weird though, but I'm gonna say Hershey chocolate bars. <laughs> okay. I do. Oh man. All right. Chris, are you ready? I'm with you. All right. Where and when did you have your first kiss with your wife? First kiss? Mm-hmm. In my truck at the studio. How old was y'all? Um, I don't know. Did we kiss when we were younger? Yeah, I went before. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Probably at her daddy house in the living room. Yeah. Mm. When we okay. Number two, your wife asks you to grab a grab them a treat from the store on your way home. What did you buy them? You said a drink. A treat. A treat. Oh, brownies. Most definitely brownies from Zoo. Okay. And the final question: What is your wedding song? Wedding song. Mm-hmm. Uh. A couple of forever. Yeah. A couple of forevers. Okay. All right. That is the two become one. That is getting to know unadulterated dialogue. Amen. All right. So that is our icebreakers. Now we move into our discussions all right so there's three discussions uh i have the first one is there's a marriage question that um someone asked me and then we're going to talk about the purpose of husband and wife and then building a kingdom marriage all right Hey, Leander. Yes. How's the weather out there? The weather is great. It's like in the 70s. It's perfect. It was just 85 here the other day, and then it snowed the next day. Oh, man. I do not miss that weather. My my three my four months in Illinois, I'm good. <laughs> good. But Illinois is pretty fun. I don't know. <laughs> so while I'm looking up this question, um tell me some things that are happening, Joliet. Joliet. Joliet? Joliet. It's Jolie. <laughs> Joliet. Here we go. What are some things that are happening in Joliet? Or you can tell us some things that are happening at, what is it? Um, Glory International Harvest Church. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joliet don't have too much going on. We, we, just, had, we just had our election and, and the results oh, yes, and whatnot. So our election, had, election has come to a close. Yeah. Uh, it was probably the first female um representative or candidate I should say in a in a long while well, I should say black female representative mm-hmm. in quite a while. She didn't she didn't win. Um a car dealership owner won. He's a good guy though. He's a good guy. Um but I mean I, we're just glad to have gotten rid of the one that we did have. Yeah. Glad to get rid of him. He was something something different. Ex police officer who had Lots of dealings with, um, yeah, yeah, he just wasn't the greatest person, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Joliet. But GIAC, we got 
our leaders just got back from Africa on a mission with, with your leader. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Just going uh, to the nation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we have, you know, just our normal um, ministries going on. Uh, we're we're in the process of trying to uh, do some construction work in the um, in the church. Mm. Uh, the Nehemiah project. Yeah. That's the, that's the name of it. We've got some neighborhood events coming. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We're still yeah. moving in the right direction. <laughs> we're trying to reach people yeah. outside of the four walls. We've got a pretty cool yeah. uh kingdom men and kingdom women uh yeah, groups. groups going on where we're uh learning more about how to be a kingdom husband, a kingdom uh a kingdom wife, a kingdom member in the church, how to be servants and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and we have an awesome youth program thanks to these two and another young lady that's a part of the ministry. Yeah. Uh, Kim, Ramona, and Tay Tay. Yes, yes. They're really putting some stuff together for these, these children. The children. Yeah. They also have their own podcast, Generational Talk. Christian based for Christian based for the uh, younger edition. All right. So all right. The question that I have is how can I love my spouse more when I feel as though I'm giving so much already or even when I'm feeling unloved? <laughs> Let me tackle that one. So, woman or a man? Can we know that? Uh, it was it was a man. Okay. Perfect. You take it first, and I'll take it second. <laughs> well, being transparent, um, mm -hmm. I think her and I, we we both we've both been in that situation before. Mm -hmm. But uh, what was brought to us, and uh, what God revealed to us, was that. We have to be who God called us to be. Mm -hmm. I have to be that husband, regardless what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She has to be that wife, regardless of what I'm doing, because our covenant is with him, and we are as one. So for, from that standpoint, if you if you be who God called you to be, allow God to handle that. Mm -hmm. once, once God see you being obedient to what he's called you to be, yeah. everything else yeah. I, would, I would go as far as second everything he just said and to, to go a little further I would say uh, we are called to love our wives as Christ loved the church and mm -hmm. we know how we do as the church we don't always love Christ the way that we're supposed to mm -hmm. so what that means is regardless of how we feel regardless of what they've done we are still called to love them unconditionally what that means is the agape love never-ending love uh, and that goes to many different areas in marriage but uh, especially you know just showing them love regardless because nine times out of ten when you love somebody the way that they should they have no choice but to love you back right. yeah. and the Bible also tells um, a husband that he should love his wife as himself um, that's where the whole two becoming one is really vital because if you're if you're loving me just as much as you love yourself, you kind of can see past that and be able to 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 kind of like he said, if if I'm loving someone the way that like I should, then it almost seems to instantly be reciprocated. If your spouse is truly a decent person, mm -hmm. um, it seems to always be um, reciprocated. But I think. The first thing we all have to do, whether male or female, is submit to God. Yeah. If your submission, if your submission to God is wavering, then you can't necessarily expect for there to be a straight, you know, a straight path in your marriage. So I would say first check your submission to God so then you can see what it looks like to submit to something and see what it looks like to put your heart and your soul into something. And then a lot like he said, allow God to do the rest of the work. Yeah. And I was going to say, um, being married, you're definitely going to learn how to be selfless and yeah. not selfish. Mm -hmm. So in order to be able to love your spouse when you feel like they're not, uh, you know, showing the same thing, 
You definitely have to lose yourself yeah. in order to love your spouse. You have to lose. You definitely have to lose yourself. Yeah. And I think that that term is scary. Yeah. We, we, to to yeah. lose yourself. It does not mean losing your identity. identity. No. It does not mean losing your identity. It just means like moving yourself, like your selfish ways. Me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. Like you said, the question was if I'm doing more or if mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm not getting enough. Yeah. Well, technically, you shouldn't be worried about what you are and what you aren't getting. It's more about what you're giving. Mm -hmm. And yep. then the give will come. And since, since she used the word submission, uh, we learned in the uh, King of Men ministry that as husbands, we should first submit to God before we expect anybody to submit to us. And once we submit to God, our wives will not submit to us, but submit to the God that's in us. So that that's that became very important. I love And what, what did the book say, Chris? Um, our wives... Go ahead, because it is something about a mirror. Our wives are rep are a mirror, a mirror of a mirror image of what our submission to God looks like. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if our submission to God is 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 all is, is off, mm -hmm. then that connection between the YouTube will be off. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives submission a whole new uh, lens, yeah, uh, uh, a way to look at it. Because mm -hmm. so many times people look at submission as I'm over you, yeah. Yeah, uh, or uh, I'm ahead of you. No, what that? It's not that God is the head of all, mm -hmm. and if we have, if we are full of Him, then our wives will follow. Him. That's all that is. Yeah. They're just following our lead. Yeah. Not saying that we lead over them, but we're leading them. Yeah. You know? do, do we ever look up that word submission and trail it back to like Hebrew and Greek to see if it had the same American meaning? We did, but I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's our answer for that, sir. Yeah. That is an amazing answer. I love that answer. Now we have a video. Okay. Another video. God has given us a user's manual for how to have a successful relationship. A user's manual for how to live your life, and it's called the Bible. And so we need to go back to what God says in his word because he tells us how to have a marriage that will last a lifetime. To have a successful marriage, two things must happen. There must be a leaving and a cleaving. Remember that statement in the book of Genesis, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Then we read later, and God called their name Adam. So God called, saw Adam and Eve as one person. And when a man and a woman come together in marriage, and it's uh, they become one flesh in the sight of God. So now what you want to do is leave and cleave, and that's something you do for the rest of your life. First you leave. Leave what? You leave all other relationships. And by that I mean, uh, you're no I'm not saying you're no longer a, a son or a daughter to your parents or a sibling, but I'm saying now there's a number one relationship in your life, and that number one relationship is that with your spouse, who is bone of your bones and flesh of your flesh. So I leave all other relationships, and I make this my number one priority, second only to my relationship with God. Does that make sense? Number two, there is a cleaving. Now the word cleave means to be permanently glued together. Actually, the word implies there'll be irreparable damage if the two are separated. So it doesn't mean I'm stuck to that person, but I'm glued to that person, big difference. I, in other words, I'm holding on to the person. So I leave other relationships, I'm holding on to my wife or to my husband. Ephesians chapter five, verse 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular love his own wife as himself, and the wife see that she respects her husband. So much I can say. Let me just riff for a moment on those statements. If you would just do that, it would transform your marriage. Do what? Love your wife as Christ loves the church. If you would just do that, and by the way, that's a tall order. Men are the initiators. 
Men need to take point. Men need to lead spiritually. And men need to love their wife as Jesus loves his church, putting her needs above his own. You girls are saying, you, you preach it to my husband, Greg. Yeah, but girls, what does it say to you? Wives, respect your husband. Respect him. Isn't it interesting? It says respect him. Should you not love him? Yes, you're told to do that elsewhere. But in particular, it says respect. Women need love. Men need respect. That's not to say women don't need respect and men don't need love. But it is to say this passage says husbands love your wives. And it says wives respect your husband. Are you respecting your husband, girls? Don't ever tear your husband down in front of other people. Denigrate him. Make him the brunt of a joke. The last time you thank him for what he does for you, the sacrifices he makes for you. And how are we to love our wives, men? We're to love her as Christ loves the church. And how did Christ show his love for the church? He died on the cross for the church. He died on the cross for the world. He died on the cross for all of humanity. No greater love do we have than this, and a man laid on his life for his friends, and Jesus laid his life down for us, and he sacrificed his life for us so we could come into a relationship with him, and we could be forgiven of all of our sin. You know, it's an amazing thing. Of all of the illustrations God could have given us to show his love for humanity and to show how people who believe love him, he chose marriage. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. So Jesus is effectively saying, hey world that doesn't believe, check this out. You see the way that Christian husband loves his wife? That's how much I love my church. Look at that example. And then he says, hey people, look at that lady there, that married woman. You see how much she loves her husband? That's how much my church loves me. That's why it's so important to keep our marriages together because it's a powerful witness to a lost world. All right. That was good. Can you hear us? That was good. That was good. The thing that really stuck out to me in that video was his two points was leave and cleave. Yeah. Because yeah. y'all said it earlier that we have to leave our selfishness behind and then cleave. I thought he said we have to be like glue and not stuck. And when I heard that, I'm like, okay, because when we're stuck, it, it's a it's like an obligation to stay. Yeah, it's a negative connotation. Yeah. Right. But when we're glued, that means we we, we come together. Yeah, we submit. Yeah. Not only that, but it means also that something keeping us together, mm -hmm. which is God. An adhesive. Yeah. There's an adhesive. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 I, honestly, I don't think, I mean, you, you read it, you know, leaving and cleaving, yeah. but you never really hear it the way that he um, mm -hmm. put it together. And it was, uh, it's true, though. It's, it's, and it's very vital um, to not put, like, as a female perspective, not put your girlfriends above your husband right. or, you know, your sisters, your mama, your relatives, you know, mm -hmm. any type of relationship before your marriage. And I think so many times, especially if you have like a big, you know, group of friends or, yeah. you know, y'all been friends for years, that type of thing. It's not the, the easiest thing to do, but it can become detrimental to your marriage to put other people and other people's opinions yeah. in your marriage. When I, uh, at the same time that I met her uh, and we... Because we, we knew each other only for a short time before we got married. Mm -hmm. But in that short time, I also, by way of her, got a closer relationship with Christ. But I had a lot of street friends. Mm -hmm. And the, I found that the, clo the, the, the closer you get to Christ, add on you're in love, you're getting married, you're becoming one with somebody else. It gets lonely. Mm -hmm. A lot of people begin to fall off, mm -hmm. shade away, and then it only leaves time for Christ mm -hmm. and your wife. Yeah. So you 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 almost instantaneously become best friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like I said, if if it's of God, 
it he's definitely going to put you in a position to win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's so true because I didn't have I didn't have like a lot of married friends. All my friends were single. So when I got married, it automatically put me in a box of, oh, you can't come with us or you can't you yeah. can't do what we doing or yeah. you know, well we finna go to the club or we finna do this or yeah. you know, and I only had kids, so it's it was just like either do stuff that you know is not beneficial to your marriage mm -hmm. and where you're trying to go, or you should probably just, you know, leave everything where it is. Not saying, yeah. you know, because I'm still extremely cordial and still talk to a lot of you know my friends from before i got married we just don't get to hang out as much you know because we, we're living two different lifestyles yeah. but the best part about it god definitely put uh he Other puts people. the right he puts the right people, people there yeah. he'll he'll remove some and he'll add he'll add like some perfect people yeah yeah it's good that, it's good that you said like it's like she's your best friend you uh -huh. know he's my best friend because it's God is so strategic because just like we're supposed to be so intimate with him mm -hmm. and cleave to him and like he's basically all basically the only person that we really need mm -hmm. in our relationship with Christ. So it's like that's how we're supposed to be with our spouse. Like yeah. this is really the only person, you know, that I really, you know, need that's mm -hmm. supposed to be there for me. So yeah. Yeah. I definitely say that the transition can be harder for a man because we're not used to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially like a guy like Smoke uh, Deep and Cold, that's very popular. Uh, same with me, you know, I had a lot of friends, but you know, it kind of makes you feel like you're in a box now, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's for the best, you know what I'm saying? I, I really didn't care to be with anybody else at that point anyway. You know, we had started to grow and see Christ together and everything else, yeah. which is, you know, some, I want them to follow me, but I don't care if they do or don't. I'm focused on her now. Yeah. Being completely transparent, though, it'll it'll play with your head in mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Like it will, cause like you you. But be, that's what the enemy do. Yeah, the enemy you do. You you'll be scrolling on right. Facebook, and you know back then it was MySpace. Don't judge, Leander. Okay? <laughs> but you be scrolling, and everyone's hey, on stuff, and you just sitting at home looking at kids, and <laughs> so it'll play with your head for a while until you realize like that there's something more intimate that you can have with your spouse than right. you can have with anybody else so it definitely is not an easy transition so mm -hmm. let's just put that out there <laughs> obviously i didn't know better i marriage was complete i learned from scratch zero <laughs> to where we at right now we still ain't at 100. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep it working it you right know. yeah we aiming that way but i learned from zero to to where we at now i yeah. mean i had to learn to put her first i had to learn that Home came for everything. I had to learn, man. You name it, I had to learn it, and I'm grateful for God. Yeah, we're still learning. They're a lot further than we are, but the thing is, God placed them in our lives to to get us to where they are. You get what I'm saying? And that's why it, it's it's clicking like it is. You know? But I will say, I don't care how long you've been married. Mm -hmm. You always learning. I don't care if y'all was married for three days. Yeah. We learning from y'all just like y'all learn from y'all learning from us. Yeah. You man. And that that's that's probably part of our goal yeah. is to make this big pot of gumbo of, of, of married couples yeah. because yeah. and to be transparent because yeah. we overcome how do you, what's the scripture? Well, 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 our testimony. Yeah. There you go, there you go. Yeah, and I mean it's man, I at one point, when we first got married, I thought she was crazy. She <laughs> thought I was crazy. But we we got we had got in a, a Christian Christian marriage group. What was the name of it? Uh, Divine matrimony. Divine matrimony. Anyway, so we had became part of this group, oh, and I found goodness. that a lot of a lot of marriages, Christian based, mm -hmm. were dealing with the same issues that, that we, we were dealing were, with. Yeah. So, and it's like, oh, you say you ain't crazy. Right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Um, Man, like I said, got every step of the way. God uh, will continue to throw in what you need. Yeah. As it as it comes about. I'm gonna add this last point, and then we can probably go to the next topic. <laughs> but the devices of the enemy, one of his key tactics is to isolate you, mm -hmm. to make you feel like that. Hey, nobody else is going through this. I can't share this with anybody else right. because you know if I do, they'll talk about me. But when you do open up, God is a God of unity unifying so when you do open up to the right people 
then you come together and God will elevate you guys together uh, and show you that, hey, it's not you by yourself. You know, uh, it's other people like going through the same thing. So that's why being transparent is so important. Nobody has it all together. Nobody is perfect and never will be. There's no perfect mirror. Yeah, and I think God is hilarious because I say we two are so similar and these two are so similar. <laughs> it's hilarious. Because we get looking at each other like, like really? That's what we're going to do? <laughs> All right. That's really good. So, next topic is building a kingdom marriage. Um, So when I hear when when I hear people talking about marriage, I, I hear people talking about like get you a Proverbs thirty one woman and you're gonna be good. But <laughs> when I was looking and I was studying for this show, I came across Ephesians five. Like I heard people talk about Ephesians six and Ephesians four, but no one really talked about Ephesians five. Bible and. And Ephesians 5, is it shows us what God, it lays out marriage for us. And y'all been, y'all been hitting it. Y'all been hitting Ephesians 5 through y'all discussions. And I'm like, okay, God, that's, this is good. Like, so Ephesians. 5. I, I will say, I know, uh, I know a little Bible, but I'm not a theologian. So we're going to have to read it. <laughs> right. I'll have to pull it up. So Ephesians 5, verse 21 says, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Why submit yourselves unto your, your own husband as unto the Lord? For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And in, in what? In everything. In everything. In what? I can't hear you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he may be sanctified and clean and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That's good. All right. So when 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 I was reading those first three verses, I, I the, the ending really stuck out because it says, Submit yourselves one to another, right? In the fear of God. Mm -hmm. Why submit yourselves unto your husband as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
when it comes to kingdom marriage, God is always in it. Always, yeah, always. Yeah, always. And, yeah. and honestly, I think if you try and do it without them, that's when you fail. That's when you fail. Um, it all it all leads back to Christ. Every mm -hmm. it, it all leads back to Christ. Like yeah. if your marriage or your your business relationship, mm -hmm. your your friendship relationships, if it's not leading back to Christ, then it's it's destined. Something's gonna so be fair. a doomsday. Yeah. Like some some type of way, it it should be leading you closer to Christ. And I can honestly say, our marriage has led me closer to Christ, yeah. learning how to submit to, and, and vice versa, learning how to submit to his lead, because I've never been good at that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But learning how to submit to his lead, learning how to sit back and watch and shut up sometimes is kind of the same things that I needed to work on in my relationship with Christ, learning how to read my Bible, learning how to let the word of God lead my life, learning how mm -hmm. to let God work in my life and mm -hmm. sit back and, and shut up and be patient. Yep. It's, it was like a, it was a mirror of what I needed to work on in my marriage as well as what I needed to work on as far as my relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. But it all leads back to God. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to add to that, uh, it, it's not an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where when your relationship with Christ grows, when you get in your word, he just he just wants growth. Right. Yeah. So every day, every day, a step in the right direction, he's pleased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, don't think that okay, I'm not submitting today. I'm not submitting today. And then me and him, I mean, me, you and your spouse talk. Now all of a sudden, you're 100 percent submitted. No, there's gonna be bumps. The enemy just when you pray. God isn't the only person listening. Right. The enemy right. hears you too. And and the moment you you sound like you're submitting or going in the right direction, the enemy gets up. Well, let me let, let me see what I can do let today. Let me hit this curveball. Let me see what I can do today. That's also a sign that you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. enemy don't worry about nobody that isn't a threat to him. Exactly. Anytime two people come together and are gathered in Christ's name, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not talking about just in the church house. We're talking about at home too. Yeah. Uh, and I like the uh, verse twenty-one when it when it says the fear of God. What that is saying is not actual trembling of God. It's the reverence of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am going to submit to my wife, or I'm I'm submitting to her, and she's submitting to me mm -hmm. because we're submitted to God right. out of His uh out of His yeah. Majesty yeah. And, and, and His power. And, all of the things that he is capable of doing for us. Yeah. And because we love him so much, I'm going to do it as I'm doing it unto him. Yeah. You know? I truly feel like even, even in broken marriages, um, that submission is key. If you can step out of self for a moment and submit, like look around and see the damage that is going on and submit yourself, resubmit yourself to God, things change. And, and when he sees you trying, He's going to meet you. It's almost like the, the prodigal son story. We, we look at that. We can, we can truly look at that in every aspect of our lives, even in the aspect of marriage. You done went out. Y'all done jacked everything up in y'all marriage because you want to be you and she want to be her. And y'all want to do what y'all want to do. Y'all done broke. Your finances is jacked up. You done done everything you possibly can to mess it up. Then you want to point the finger at the other person. Right. But when you turn back and go back home, yeah. he will meet you halfway. And that's yeah. when everything starts to go back into, into alignment once you begin to put the Father back into your life and into your marriage. Yeah. But it all it all leads back to Christ. Yeah, yeah. we've been married for seven, going on seven years in July, and I feel like, up until two years, probably a year and a half, we've been always just pointing the finger, looking at each other instead of keeping our focus on, on the Father. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, instead of us continuing to just look on and focus on Him, all we did was, well, you did this. you not doing this. You did this. That's all. We spent most of our marriage doing that. Yeah. And we wasted so much time. <laughs> when you think about uh, what Jesus Christ tells us in the book of Revelation, when he's talking about the, the straight and narrow uh, road leads to righteousness, basically, and the wide one leads to destruction. That means you, you, you're left with tons of room to wander. Now, when you're on the straight and narrow, you have no room 
left but to focus ahead and focus on him if he's leading you. So that's true in marriage uh, as well. You know, if we are focused on Christ, there is no way that we can point a finger uh, at someone else. We're trying to get ourselves together to be better people, not only for our wives or our husbands, but for Christ. Yeah. What, I, what I've learned uh, is important is how to spot the enemy. All three of these beautiful people are ministers, right? <laughs> but I can tell when uh, our apostle, Dedrick Pierre, a glory to that's what I has called upon her to preach. Because when it's her Sunday to preach, it's like the enemy ring the doorbell, let me in, and, and he immediately tries to warn wreck havoc to uh take her from her uh studying he immediately tried to attack me hey man go in there and tap her actually what she cooking and i mean and what, what i what i've learned to do is to just sit down and observe sit down and meditate with the lord on his word and you'll be able to recognize the enemy and stop you dead in your tracks in the middle of trying to start an argument you be like hold on hold on this ain't even this ain't even worth it because yeah. i know what's going on right yeah. i'm telling you man like here yeah, you plant a seed of uh what they want to call it. not i wouldn't say jealousy but a longing for that person when they study like i got mad at my wife the other day but i didn't realize okay she studied and when i study i do the same thing i go off and, and, and i be by myself so i can get my stuff together yeah. but the enemy come in just that quick yeah. And say, oh, I'm missing you. I need time with you. But, you know, God is first. You know, yeah. and, and that's how quickly uh, He can plant that seed if you allow Him to. Yeah. So that that's why we have to remove emotion out of it anyway, mm -hmm. uh, because emotions lead to destruction as well. Yeah. I seen a good meme the other day. It said, a good Christian submits his emotion to wisdom. Yeah. While y'all was talking, God gave me something. Feel uh, it. He, gave me, hmm? he gave me something he gave me a long time ago. It was a love triangle. And when you think of a triangle, it has three points. And it, it, it always connects to the points. And what he gave me was that as each line grows up, it gets closer. So as you get closer to God, you're going to get closer to your spouse. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. I like you might, that. You might, you might just, you might just copyright that, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. And the word of the old folk, that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right that is our discussions so we're, we're not we're not sponsored by anybody but there are some great resources if you would like to grow if you would like if you want to get married if you're married and you want to grow your marriage in christ there are some great resources they spoke on it Pastor Tony Evans has three books, Kingdom Man, Kingdom Woman, and Kingdom Marriage. Yes. So, hold on, let me pull it up. So here, he has a Kingdom Marriage devotional. It's only 18 bucks on Amazon. We spend more of that on food, but anyway. Uh, if you if you like me and like Kindle, it's, it's $14. If you really, if you really want to grow your marriage, if you really want to be a husband or wife, God called you to be. You have to invest in yourself. So, I'm still waiting for mine to come in, but I do have kids. <laughs> so, and that's all right. You keep waiting on the one the Lord sends you. Right. There is another resource. I don't have it pulled up. But I have heard that we have an Arthur with us today. Is that true? Arthur Coble. No, oh, Arthur. Okay. So. Like, there's a journal that's out on Amazon. 
Yes, yes, they are the Bible Buddy. They are out on Amazon, or you can contact me, and I can ship them to you directly. But they are twenty-five dollars. It is a year's, um, a year's. It's a year's worth of um, Bible study notes, um, and about a half, a little over a half a year uh, worth of. Uh, <laughs> Bible, uh, I'm sorry, sermon notes. It's a year's uh, worth of sermon notes and about a little over a half a year of Bible study notes. In the beginning of the book, it teaches you how to take effective um, sermon notes and also it teaches you how to study the Bible correctly. Um, and yeah, it gives a little um, more pointers, uh, verses to study, verses you should know, um, names of God, what they mean, how to look up Hebrew and Greek meanings of words. Um, so yeah, that's it. Hey, by, by chance, by chance, did you, did you get a chance to get one of those? So I just found out Sunday. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll see you what, don't house. worry about it. We're going to send you. Yeah. On the house. All right. <laughs> I just pulled it up on Amazon just now and I'm looking at it. Send you one. You'll just have to put your address in the um in the inbox. Gotcha. All right. So that is our show today. I'm so grateful for the Cobles and the Ratlips for being a part of this show and and being transparent in their marriage, so that someone can know that marriage isn't easy, but it's worth it with the right person. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. All right. So. Here's the thing, right? The way the way I close out the show is I have my guests pray us out. So can one of y'all pray us out? <laughs> oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, guys, saying thank you. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to be able to dialogue and dialogue about your kingdom, your glory, and your praises. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for Leander, God, and we ask, God, that you continue to cover him, grow his ministry, dear Heavenly Father. Amen. Send people his way, dear God, for funding, for opportunities, dear Heavenly Father. Give him resources. Give him elevation. Send people that, that help him learn the business and can push him to higher heights and deeper debts, God. Thank you for our experience. We thank you for our yeah, growth, yeah. God. We give you all praise, glory, and honor because we know that we are headed in your direction, dear God, and doing what it is that you called us to do. So we thank you. We give you all glory and praises and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you, too. My biggest problem, you don't got the power. Can't shut me down. That's not enough. You can't stop me. You're my biggest opponent. You know me, I know you, we know it. Whenever I fail, you've always been there to simply remind me you're blown it. You don't see when I'm growing. You don't see where I'm going. You only see in the moment. You know my mistakes. You never let go of it. Don't cease to amaze me, and it drive me crazy huh? That you catch every detail that I miss in the songs I'm making Saying, you will never write a verse like Kendrick Never be the rapper rock out from Hendrix Top 10 alive, you will never be mentioned Why I aim so high, won't survive the trenches Plus, you a Christian, Andy They will never listen, Andy Plus, we a pigment, Andy You don't got skill, you a gimmick, Andy Well, if I listen to you And everything you put in my ear I be living like, what shut up, could I be paralyzed by fear I got two choices when I do this Make moves or make excuses huh? If you know who I'm talking about Then you got me My biggest enemy is me And even I can't stop me They try to shut us down and it ain't gonna slide Only thing I fear is God and he on my side That's the confidence I got Cause he got me That's why I really feel like you